0: Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in our 14th reading of, for the Advent season and we're going to be covering Hebrews 1 and then jumping over to Colossians 1 and going through verses 15 through 23. But before we do any of that, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done, for who you are, for loving us, for making us, for being patient with us, for filling our lives with your presence. There are so many things to be thankful for, Lord, and I just am grateful for it. And I thank you for people who help us to remember to focus on you and your blessings. And not our circumstances. So, Lord, I lift up this reading to you. I just pray that you would be the one that we hear from, that there would be nothing from me, but strictly everything from you. And, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch our hearts, fill us with wisdom and understanding, so that we can understand what you're trying to tell us and what we need to take from this. I just pray again that it would be everything from you and nothing from me, and that you would be honored and glorified. I pray that we'd learn how to reach out to our families and friends who don't know you or aren't living for you. And I pray just as much, because I have obviously a plank in my eye, that I would understand and learn how to live for you completely. That I would surrender to you, to your life, to your spirit, and truly walk in your ways. May I learn to love you with my whole being so I can love my neighbor as myself. May it be more than just me saying it, may it be actions too, I pray. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, let's jump on in to Hebrews 1. Verse 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things. And through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of, the, of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. I'm sorry, I have forgot to turn the sound off. The exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of you of the angels did God ever say, You are my son? Today I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking to the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, Your throne, O God, will will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You, You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions. By anointing you with oil of joy, He also says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you remain the same and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So I love all of this because here you have God calling Jesus God. You have him calling him his son, but then it's talking about he was always there. And then I like the fact that, you know what? The angels are here to minister to us. It's they're here to minister to those who receive salvation or inherit salvation, and that's you and me. So sometimes I think about it, and I think of the angels as, as truly just these magnificent beings, which they are. But if they're so magnificent, and but they're going to be ministering to us, then in God's eyes, we must be pretty magnificent too. You and I must be pretty magnificent creations. If he created those insanely awesome beings to minister to us wouldn't that then mean that we're pretty cool too? I don't know sometimes when I'm feeling down I don't feel that way but the reality is, is God sees me as his son his child and as a pretty amazing creation because I'm created in his image. All right let's move on to Colossians 1 15 through 23. The son is the image So that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth or things on, in heaven. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies. In your minds because of, because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel this is the gospel you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I Paul have become a servant so again Jesus is superior over all any created being because the reality is he's God and it's through him we're we're reconciled and one of the things I really really enjoyed reading was from A.W. Tozer when I was reading about this and going through it he writes and I, it's very cautionary so I just think it's an it's very accurate and very important for, for me when I read it, he writes: Before a man can be filled with the Spirit, he must be sure he wants to be, and let this be taken seriously. Many Christians want to be filled, but their desire is a vague, romantic kind of thing, hardly worthy to be called desire. They have almost no knowledge of what it will cost them, and and real to. I'm sorry. They have almost no knowledge of what it will cost them to realize it. Let us imagine that we are talking to an inquirer, some eager young Christian, let us say, who has sought us out to learn about the spirit-filled life. As gently as possible, considering the point nature, the pointed nature of the questions, we would probe his soul somewhat as follows. Are you sure you want to be filled with a spirit who, though he is like Jesus in his gentleness and love, will nevertheless demand to be Lord of your life? Are you willing to let your personality be taken over by another, even if that other be the Spirit of God himself? If the Spirit takes charge of your life, he will expect unquestioning obedience in everything. He will not tolerate in you the self-sins, even though they are permitted and excused by most Christians. By the self-sins, I mean self-love, self-pity, self-seeking, self-confidence, self-righteousness, self-aggrandizement, self-defense. You will find the Spirit to be in sharp opposition to the easy ways of the world and of the mixed multitude within the precincts of religion. He will be jealous over you for good. He will take the direction of your life away from you. He will reserve the right to test you, to discipline you, to chasten you for your soul's sake. He may strip you of those borderline pleasures which others, which other Christians enjoy, but which are to you a source of refined evil. Through it all, he will enfold you in a love so vast, so mighty, so all-embracing, so wondrous that your very losses will seem like grains and your small pains like pleasures, yet the flesh will whimper under his yoke and cry out against it as a burden too great to bear. And you will be permitted to enjoy the solemn privilege of suffering to fill up in your flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions in your flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Now, with the conditions before you, do you still want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? (laughs) Tozer really has a way of hitting home. When you put it into all those terms, how many of us would say, yes, I want that. Because it's the truth. We have to submit and change who we are, or accept our, the change that will happen to us. And we have to be willing to submit to that. So the question is, Are are you ready? Am I ready? I like to say yes, but as I read that it's kind of scary. It's kind of nerve-wracking. But again, something that should be done that I need to do. And I think that comes back to the resting in him. If I if I rest in him, then I understand that he's in charge and in control. It's when I'm not resting in him that I sit there and I'm like I'm trying to solve it. And that means I'm not truly giving him all the control, which then creates conflict, which then creates my challenges. And I love it where it says the self-sins of self-love, self-pity, self-seeking, self-confidence, self-righteousness, self-aggrandizement, and self-defense. So many of those, I, I just, I, they define me. And I have to really think about it because God is, he created everything. Jesus is is Lord above all. But is he in my life that way? Wow. Tough one. But that's what the whole Advent uh, period is about. It's the self-reflection and the preparation for saying yes to God. I want to live for you. I want your Holy Spirit in me. That's what the... Preparation was was for all those days of reading and prayer, and I think we need to go back to God in prayer at this point. Father, I thank you. What a what an amazing analysis and interpretation! I thank you that you're you're the one above all. You create it all, and you care about me, and that your Holy Spirit coming into me would change me in such a major way. And I pray, Father, for that to happen to continue the growth. That's what this whole journey is about, Lord. And I just pray, and I know I fight it at times, I just pray that I would submit and rest in you. I just pray, Father, for your hand to be upon me, your strong hand, and for me to submit and bend the knee. I thank you for who you are and for loving me, and I just lift up this time to you. I pray that we would be great examples for our family and friends as to your love. And I just pray that our hearts and our minds would continue to grow in you and that we would do your will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.